Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self-care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field, or work directly with the caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Date Yourself Radio. Today on the show, I have with me Irina Langevold. Arena is a coach based in the Netherlands, and she focuses on highly sensitive people. Being highly sensitive is a characteristic where some people can literally feel other people's feelings. So it's like taking empathy a step further. The problem with high sensitivity is that it can be, well, one, emotionally exhausting, but two, potentially cause you to put other people's feelings and priorities above your own. As I teach throughout the Dating Mindset Bootcamp and the Date Yourself Challenge, you can't be responsible for other people's happiness, just like how no one else can be responsible for your happiness. Whether or not you are a highly sensitive person, I think a lot of us can relate to not wanting to turn someone down because we feel bad or worried what they'll think of us or how they'll feel. So as you're listening in, I want you to consider these questions. Do you feel other people's emotions as if they were your own? Do you worry about what other people think of you? Do you please people, especially to the extent of putting their priorities ahead of your own? And do you listen to your intuition, but not act upon it? 
As always, the conversation of this podcast continues over in the private Facebook group. So to join us, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash community to request access and I will get you in as soon as I possibly can. All right, let's get on with the episode. All right. Welcome back, everyone. And today on the show, I have E. Reyna. So welcome. Thank you, Veronica. Thank you for having me. I hope I said your name correctly. Did I? You did. Okay. You did. Okay. For everyone who is in the U.S., it's spelled like Irene, but E. Reyna, tell us where you are. You are in Europe, right? I am in the Netherlands. Okay. And so in Netherlands, you pronounce Irene E. Reyna, correct? Yes, you awesome. do. So very well done. Some people, it takes one and a half year to say it correctly. So you've done very well. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, there's some people's names on the that come on the show. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I hope I don't say their name wrong. So glad I got yours. Correct. Um, okay, so before we get going, um, let's just just tell us a little bit first about how you help people today. And then I want to get into your story and how you got there. But first, what do you do? All right, thank you. And um First of all, I wanted to thank you. And I'm, I'm just very happy that we made this happen because I think we had this planned for several months yeah, or so. We so did. we're finally here. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we made it! Yay! <laughs> so what I do is I help people and I help people here in the Netherlands, but also online through Skype and online courses with um, sensitivity. So people who are feeling emotions, uh, energies from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, who may feel vulnerable because of that or out of balance or confused or, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, I help uh, sensitive people to feel strong within themselves and to deal with everything that they're feeling. And I help people with their intuition to trust their intuition, to open their intuition and to really live their life based on what feels right for them instead of what society expects, what your parents may expect, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever you think you should be doing, you know, to let all of that go and to go inside and to follow your own compass in life. And sometimes there's some emotional healing that needs to be done in that. And Mm -hmm. I also help people with that. So that's in a few sentences what I do. That's awesome. It sounds like a lot of what I do as well, at least in the field or in the, not the field, but the sphere of dating for sure. And I know sensitivity is a huge thing in dating, just taking everything really personally or um, just not wanting to hurt somebody if you want to break up with them or whatever. So we're going to get into all of that and more. Um, But first, I'm really curious, how did you, um, you know, I just when I, you know, when I learned what you did, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder how she specialized in sensitive people. Like, it's just not, it's not like a niche I've ever heard before. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to what you're doing now? Right. Well, I think as many people I teach from experience. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so I actually, uh, I am very sensitive myself. And there's this term that says highly sensitive people. And I want to talk a little bit about that because okay. um, there was a scientist, I think 20 years ago, who, who uh, named this thing highly sensitive people or high sensitivity mm-hmm. and as a as a characteristic of 20% of people who feel and process things more deeply than other people do and uh, I learned about that when I had a burnout and chronic fatigue in my final year in university mm-hmm. and I was at home and I had 
you know, basically 10 months where I was at home and I couldn't, I couldn't function. I had this big reset, which was started by my body. <laughs> and then it, that sort of catapulted me into um, a spiritual or an, an, an explorative journey. And I started to read and my sister gave me a book about sensitivity. And I read that and I was like, hmm, that's me. That's <laughs> what I am dealing with. So, and then I discovered that I, I you know, it's something that you're born with. So some people uh, have it more than others. And I actually don't like the, to put a label on someone. So I'm not saying I am highly sensitive and my neighbor is not. I'm, I'm seeing it more as a as a spectrum so you can be mm. more or less sensitive and there's huge variation in people and there's huge variation in people who actually you know fall under that highly sensitive 20 yeah. percent category um so i'm very flexible in that but the main thing for me is that that you feel emotions from other people as if they are your own and you feel sort of also the atmosphere in a room when you when you come somewhere or um Things like that. Yeah. So, and that that's really big. And once I started to read about it, I realized how much it had influenced me before um, without me being aware of it. Because I always, you know, I always had that. And I always felt the emotions from other people so strong that it would totally, you know, throw me off balance. Um, so that was, that was a journey for me to start to um, deal with that. Plus with that in that period of, of being at home and being, having that burnout and chronic fatigue, my sensitivity was through the roof. It was, it was incredible. I couldn't even be in the supermarket because I would totally get overwhelmed by everything. Um, so everything went open and I had to learn how to deal with that myself. And that sort of got me started on this path because that's what I'm sharing now in my teachings. Wow. So Okay, I know we were talking offline, but I just want you to clarify for um, the listeners. Um, being highly sensitive isn't a diagnosis or it's not a disorder, correct? No, it's not. Okay, and can you talk a little I about that? I think that's very important. It's not a, a disorder like autism or ADHD or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a characteristic okay. and it's talent and a skill once you learn how to deal with the um, challenges that it also brings with it but it's not a disorder and um, I think even more when you look at the children I've worked with children for for a while mm -hmm. it seems that it's only getting more as, as the children are being born I see I see so many children who have that so it's it's definitely not a disorder interesting um so okay I just want to make sure because I want to ask about that but I just want to make sure we're all clear so when you say you're highly sensitive, it means that like, like if someone is, um, I don't know, really sad about something and you're like talking to them or you're just in the same room with them, like you literally feel their emotions yes. as if they were your own. And so you feel like, so I could see how that'd be really emotionally exhausting to feel everyone's feelings. <laughs> totally. So imagine this is a true story, walking, you know, walking down the street, passing someone and suddenly feeling extremely sad. Mm -hmm. And looking around and saying, oh, that's that person's. It's not mine. It's from that person. Yeah. So, okay, so is the reverse yeah. true? Like if someone's really happy or joyful or something like that? Yes, absolutely. But that's not a problem usually. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then you're just happy. And, and usually we don't start to think, why am I suddenly so happy? It's like, it's, yeah. you notice it more with the negative stuff. So it seems the solution is just to hang out with happy people. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, yes. Just be very selective in who you hang out with. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, so okay. let me... Um, Okay, I want to ask about, you said you're seeing more and more children. So is it nature or is it nurture? It's nature. You're being born with it. And it's also being seen in animals. So it's the the official definition is uh, processing more deeply than than others. And that means information. That means emotions. That means everything. Okay. Uh, and they're just, you know, it's very new. So they're still figuring out what it all means and how it shows up. And, you know, as and I teach, you know, everything I say is from the experience from myself and also with all the people that I've come in contact with that are dealing with this. Okay. So, oh my gosh, I have so many questions. <laughs> um, because it seems like this could be a really good skill to like get inside the mind of a guy that you're dating and he's feeling, but <laughs> There's also something like, you know, like ethics and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> okay, but I do, we're going to get to dating. Um, but first, right. I also want to, okay, so empathy, though, is really important, especially when you're dating, but I think just generally in life. I mean, social intelligence is basically measured by someone's ability to empathize. Like, if you can't empathize with people, then, you know. You have a problem. You, yes. you have a problem, like you're a psychopath. Um, so how do you know if, you're empathizing or if you're being really if you're being highly sensitive uh well empathy in the english language actually being highly sensitive and being an empath actually um it's very similar okay um not all people who are sensitive are also empaths, but the people that i work with is actually uh, they do have that so most most do okay uh, in in my Dutch language, there's no difference between between um, empaths and highly sensitive people, which is interesting. So sometimes I get confused <laughs> with so, the words. Like, what about like like I mean, I can empathize with someone. Like I can tell if someone's, you know, I can tell if like someone's sad, like like something bad happened. I can tell if they're sad. Um, I can. I, I don't know if I can feel their feelings, but I can certainly. I mean for lack of a better term, I can empathize with, with them, with what they're going <laughs> right. through. But, right. so but like, how do I know? Sometimes that's a thinking thing. Do what? Sometimes that's more of a thinking or you see, you see, you know, you can see someone being sad or you can actually walk away feeling sad yourself. Ah, uh, okay. I see. I see. So it's that, a matter of clear? like, <laughs> it's a matter of just like recognizing it versus actually like, Taking it on taking as it your on. own. Okay. That's, that's a really different, ah, okay. uh, different experience. And once you take, it's, it's my take is that when you take things on from someone else, um, that's never a good thing. So it's okay mm-hmm. to feel it, mm-hmm. uh, but you have to learn how to let other people's stuff go because everybody has enough with their own. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, many people have this, actually have this feeling of, well, I can carry, you know, they carry it for other people. And that's mm-hmm. not what, what we should do because, you know, everybody has their own. Mm-hmm. And it's really healthy if you, if you learn to separate um, what is yours, what you are feeling and what other people are feeling. And there's actually, and that's actually a big thing of what I do, teaching people how to do that. 
Yeah, that's really interesting because I feel like, I mean, I can actually personally relate to that. And like, I, I mean, I don't think I'm highly sensitive, but I can, what you just said, I can totally relate to that just from my own experience, but then also just working with women in the community and just kind of seeing, um, you know, just different situations. So um, that's, that's just so, so interesting. Um, okay, so let's get into... Let's okay. We're still talking about being sensitive, and since we're talking about that, we're going to talk about intuition and people pleasing a little bit later on. But since we're talking about being sensitive, if someone is, you know, really sensitive, um, uh, you know, I have women in my community that you know they've never even met some of these men. Like they've literally met them on, on Tinder, okay, Cupid, or another dating app or site, and so they don't know this person at all uh, yet for whatever reason, the guy like never made plans to, to see them. Like even, you know, if they had plans for a first date and then like canceled or like it just, the texting went nowhere. Um, basically we don't know these people other than just, they just happen to be like a profile picture and a text that was, you know, that's all that person is to them. And yet mm-hmm. they still um, get so uh, bogged down and really just hurt if this person rejects them, even though we don't even know them, it's like, there's nothing actually really at stake. So, and I don't know if that's really considered highly sensitive, but certainly is like being very sensitive to someone that you don't even, who knows what's going on with them. So what can, you know, what can we do? Like what, like, why does that happen? And what can we do about it? Well, it's, it's, you know, it's sort of related to what, what we were speaking about. And I think many people who feel very deeply also feel, you know, they feel more hurt or more deeply hurt more mm-hmm. quickly. So it, it is sort of related, even though I wouldn't have it as a definition of being sensitive or so. Right. But um, I often find, and, and I recognize this because, oh my gosh, I have learned to, have had to learn to not take things personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but when... When someone hurts um, you or when, you, when you're worried about uh, what other people think uh, or when people don't, you know, they don't respond to you or they say something that you feel hurt about. Um, for me, when I, when I found out that um, when someone says something about you and it is something that I know is not true mm-hmm. and you know, I really know that, then I can let it go. It's not a problem. But when someone says something and it actually touches a doubt that I have about myself, mm-hmm. then I get really upset because mm-hmm. then it triggers something um, that I think they're right and that doubt is being triggered and then it, it becomes something that I have to work with. So there's a difference between... Um, when you get triggered by it or not. And when you do get triggered by it, it, it's very helpful if you can look at um, what is this? Why, why does this um, upset me? What, what is it that I believe about myself that this person is reflecting to me? Yeah. Um, I like that. So it seems like if someone were to just get really upset that, you know, this person from Tinder didn't follow through on a first date or stop texting back. It could reflect self self doubts about like, are we good enough to be in a relationship or um, are we worthy of being loved? So it seems like, you know, it could, it could go to something as deep as that. Yeah. And also it could even hit the fear. Will I ever find someone? Hmm. 
So it can go uh, depending on who you are and what your history is and what you're carrying around with you. Um, it can it can touch it can push a button that is actually quite deep. So it's actually not about that person not reacting. It's about what's being triggered inside you. And when you look at that, um, and you can love. I always. I always love loving yourself. So when you love the part of you that feels afraid or when you, when you can find out what you're actually worried about or what you are actually doubting, then you can love the part of yourself that feels that way. And um, it's funny, I didn't expect to go there, but I often um, visualize that part of me as a, as a younger version of myself as a little little girl. Mm, and and yeah. then I visualize that girl representing that doubt or that fear or, you know, that frustration or sadness or whatever it is. And then I comfort that girl. And I can imagine that it's a girl, you know, standing yeah. in front of me or, or inside, but it doesn't matter. But I'm loving that part of me. Uh, and, and when you do that, when you fully accept that part of you, then it starts to shift. Yeah. And that's where the magic happens. And then suddenly when someone pushes that same button, you don't react the same way because you've integrated that that part of you. Yeah. I love that you said that because this is actually something that I do mostly with my private clients. I get to a little bit in the boot camp, the dating mindset boot camp. But, um, you know, when someone's really upset about something in a relationship or they keep doing the same thing over and over again, I'm like, okay, well, let's find like, the first time that this happened or like the biggest incident where something like this happened. And sometimes we're like looking back at like feeling rejected because a group of mean girls in middle school didn't want to hang out with you. And it can go all the way back to that. And I'm talking like most of my clients, I mean, they range, but like a lot are in their forties and fifties. And we're literally talking about something that happened when they were, you know, in middle school and a lot of times even younger. So um, I'm really glad that you said that because it absolutely can just, trigger you just things that you just didn't even think about but still like have a memory in your mind just often means that it's just a kind of unfinished business just (laughs) exactly and then you can actually thank the person who triggered you for that because that person actually helps you heal that part of you so yeah um you know that's the next step up but it it helps and sometimes you don't know where it comes from but Mm -hmm. I actually then ask you know I just imagine that you know a girl just representing that that feeling Mm -hmm. um and it just, it's a tool. It's a yeah. tool to help you accept that part of yourself because that's, that's where the magic is. Because when you, when you fight against yourself, you're not getting anywhere. Yeah. So when you get triggered, please acknowledge and validate your own feelings and, and, and love that part of you that feels that way. And then you yeah. can move on. Yeah. I love that my coach used to say when I would get upset about something, she would say, Veronica, how old are you? And I'd be like, uh, at the time <laughs> I was like 30. And she's like, no, like, how old are you? Like what age comes to mind? when you're thinking of this emotion and um, you know, like any coaching and or client relationship, like sometimes it took me a while to really understood what she was doing and what she was getting at. But now I'm like, Oh, she was trying to help me figure out like the, a younger version of Veronica that was very self. Yes. That's an awesome question. I yeah, love like, that. How old are you, Veronica? I'm like yes. 30. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. And I, I do that with my clients all the time. It's, it's so, so helpful and powerful. Um, okay. So kind of going off of, um, uh, um, being sensitive is a, you know, a very close cousin you could say is being a people pleaser. Um, you know, cause again, I guess you're just really in tune with 
their feelings. You don't want to upset people. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, why we want to be people pleasers and, um, you know, how that actually doesn't help us in the long run? <laughs> well, that's a really good question. I think that when you're very aligned with your own emotions, you're, mm-hmm. and you can actually, you know, you can understand emotions in yourself and in others, you never want to hurt people because you know what that feels like and you don't yeah. want to. You know, you don't want to give that to someone and be the source of that. Right. Um, or actually, you know, you're not the source of it, but that's what it what it feels, what yeah. it can feel like. Yeah. Um, so and then, um, you know, when 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 you when you are sensitive and when you have, for example, when you have someone that you have been communicating with for a while. Um, yeah, I understand that you don't you don't want to hurt them. But um, on the other hand, when you look at it from a different perspective, I think it's really important that you are honest with yourself and that when you feel inside that it's not perfect or it shouldn't be perfect, but that it's not that it's not right, mm-hmm. um, then you can actually free that other person up when you let them go. Mm-hmm. Um, because everybody deserves someone that is, that is right for them. So when you hold on to them, when it's not right, you're not, you know, you're not giving them anything. You're just, yeah. um, you know, it's not helping. Let's say it that way. Right. <laughs> right. So there's, there's two different situations I was ref- referring to in this question. So we can talk maybe about that, um, specifically. So one is, and I think this is really common, um, someone's dating a guy, whether it's, whether it's like you know, maybe a full on relationship is going to be a little bit different, but like, even if it's just someone you've been dating for one, two, maybe, you know, one or two dates, or maybe even like a couple of months, um, there's nothing really wrong with the guy. Like he never did anything bad. He seems very nice on paper. He looks great. You know, all of those (laughs) things, but we're just like, Oh, I'm not feeling it. And we feel really bad to basically break up with him and hurt his feelings. So that's like one situation I see a lot. And the other, this actually recently came up in um, the Date Yourself Facebook group. And someone asked about um, about being set up and not, you know, being hesitant because if it was, if she was getting set up by coworkers or family friends or whatever, then theoretically the person that she's being set up with is, you know, floating around in the same social circles. And she's worried like, oh, what if it doesn't work out? You know, then like. I have to like say that to, you know, the coworker or the family friend, like, what are they going to think? You know, so, so, so those were the two scenarios that I was um, specifically referring to when I asked that question. So do you have like any uh, specific insight into either or both of those? uh, Right. Well, same social circles. That is, that is an interesting situation because. (laughs) Well, I don't know if it's actually the same social circles in terms of like the person that they're being set up with, but just the fact like, you know, let's say you get set up on a date by, I don't know, a coworker, and then like it doesn't work out. And then it's like people just feel like awkward that it didn't work out or just feel um, bad because, um, oh, does that mean like something's wrong with them or you know what I right. mean? Right. Yes. And then the mind goes all crazy and it starts to think all those things that you just said, you know, what will happen if, what will blah, 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 what will that person think? What will happen with uh, all that, 
I call it the hamster wheel of the mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's all those thoughts that are going about what ifs and about usually they're negative. <laughs> yeah. And when, and once you're in them, that hamster starts running faster and faster and faster. And there's more and more and more to worry about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you get into that worry space. Yeah. And, and that's something that, that I'd like to go into a little bit because okay. um, when you are, imagine that that you are in that situation and yet that you you know you had dates with someone that that's sort of you know related to some, to other people that you know mm-hmm. what if you are very very strong in yourself and very confident and very um peaceful and happy with who you are mm-hmm. um, then you might just be able to say you know it didn't work out and that's the end of the story it's like there's nothing um there's nothing that is attached to that. It's just, you know, we tried and it, it wasn't it wasn't the right fit. And that can be the end of the story without yeah. all of the other what ifs that the mind um, thinks about, you know? Yeah. Um, it's so funny because we overcomplicate things. Yes, totally. And I'm and really guilty of it. Like, it's like, oh my oh gosh, gosh, we have to have a reason that we have to, I mean, it's just like, it's like it's kind of like how the people say how no is a complete sentence like no because yes. I have to do it, whatever but you and just then, say no and it's the same thing ah didn't work out wasn't the right fit <laughs> exactly and then we get into the boundaries thing and it it can be just yeah. when you are when you are connected to yourself and and when you are you know happy with yourself and and peaceful within you. Mm-hmm then you can be very clear on, on your boundaries and, and this is right for me and this is not right for me. And when it's mm-hmm. not right, then there's no judgment about the other person or yourself. It's just not right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it can be very simple. But once yeah. you get into that worry space, it can be like that hamster wheel that's very mm-hmm. hard to get out of. Yeah. And when people get into that, I always uh, ask them to reconnect with their body. So um, even do like, you know, go for a walk or sports or gardening or dancing or jumping up and down, whatever. Um, or if, if they're into it to, to just do a short meditation and just feel their body, feel their feet, especially the lower part of the body, mm-hmm. um, in order to get out of that hamster wheel of the mind with all the, all the thoughts and to come into a more uh, peaceful state. And then when you are connected with your body again, then the mind slows down and the worry slows down and you come into a different space where you can make decisions much more clearly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense coming into the body because, you know, anxiety exists in the what-ifs and the future and the, exactly. and the hamster wheel. And it's really hard for anxiety to exist in the present moment. And it cannot. It's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> And the one thing that we do know is in existence in the present moment is your body. So if you can like literally just say like, my hand is on my knee. My hand is on my knee. And like actually feel your hand on your knee. Like something just as simple as that can, can, can really help. And, and sometimes I ask people to feel their body from the inside out. And it mm-hmm. sounds like a funny thing to do, but it really works. Yeah. <laughs> because you can become very aware of your body. Yeah. And, and you're a yoga teacher, so you know about the, yeah. the power of the body. Yeah. Um, and that really helps to get out of that that worry, uh, that mind mm-hmm. space that it's it isn't going anywhere. And and the other option that you may have tried is to, you know, when you have that hamster wheel of the mind, to create another hamster wheel that is judging the hamster in the other hamster wheel <laughs> for being so busy and for being so worried. And then yeah. that's that's not helping either. So <laughs> I found the only way that really works is to go into the body and to get out of that 
to, to get out of that headspace into the physical body. And that, that really helps. Yeah. I love this. This is, um, I mean, this is just so aligned to a lot of what I, of what I teach. So I'm just, I'm so happy that we're on the, the same page. Awesome. Um, so this actually kind of goes, you know, kind of the next step would be um, actually coming to a decision to do something. And I'm just going to say there's a leaf blower outside my apartment. So listeners, <laughs> if you can hear that, I apologize. I'll try to edit it out, but we'll see. Um, anyways. So, okay. So, you know, we're in this, we, you mentioned briefly something about boundaries. I mentioned an example of cutting off a relationship or like dating someone because you're just not interested. But sometimes, you know, you need something to help you make those decisions. And especially if we're battling this hamster in the hamster wheel, um, we've really got to kind of get out of our head, go into our body and use our intuition to make decisions and not just uh, listen to our intuition, but actually act on it and do something <laughs> yes with it. because um, you can hear it that's one thing and then you have to actually trust it and do something with it <laughs> yeah yeah so it's so funny because um you know I talk a lot about intuition and a lot of women in the date yourself community are oh I my intuition's spot on I just never listen to it <laughs> um and I laugh but like not you know to make fun of I'm like oh yeah me too I can because totally, we've all been there all right been that's there. why we're laughing about it yeah. exactly exactly so can you talk a little bit about okay we can hear something well, actually let's back up for people who can't even hear intuition um don't even know what it is can we just back up and just let's start from there and tell us you know how to even listen to our intuition and maybe even what the heck our intuition is <laughs> oh well that's it we could philosophize about that yeah, for hours okay. I guess <laughs> like the cliff notes version cliff notes we'll do another episode just about intuition but uh yeah intuition for me is a, is a connection to some to some part of you that has the higher vision and maybe mm-hmm. that's too out there for people um but bear with me because your intuition has actually has some more um some more wisdom than than we sometimes have so if you see it mm-hmm. from i've heard the the explanation as a as a bus so you are driving your own bus mm-hmm. and then your intuition is actually on top of the bus so it, it can look further ahead and see what what's coming and you oh, cannot yeah. see it from your perspective yeah i like that so I like that. It's a, I think it's in Steve Rothers, one of Steve Rothers' book. I want to give credit where credit is due. So, okay. um, I but I love that. Notes for everyone. <laughs> it's a great book. The book is called Remember. Um, okay. But that's I love that 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 image and that analogy for for the analogy for for intuition. Um, so it's it's helpful to connect with with that part of you and what do you call it? Something higher, something deeper. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not attached to any definitions, mm-hmm. um, but it's helpful to connect with yourself. So intuition is not something out there. It's actually you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, that's really important. And you can only get there when you get out of the mind and into your body. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it, it ties in with what we just spoke about. Yeah. So it's more about feeling rather than thinking. Absolutely. It's, it's feeling and um, intuition has four ways or four main ways that it can talk to you. It can come to you through feeling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people say the gut feeling, um, yeah. things like that. So that's that's pretty, you know, <laughs> obvious for many people. Yeah. It can also come through uh, seeing. So some people see things in their mind's eye or you, you suddenly think about something, you see an image, 
you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it can come through hearing. So that usually comes a little bit later. Okay. But really hearing information or knowing it. And knowing is hard because it's hard to trust because you don't know where that knowing is coming from. So suddenly, you know, you talk to me and I know what the issue is or something that you haven't told me yet. And I don't know how I know it. I just know it. Mm. Um, so that's the, that's the other way. So those are the four main ways that your intuition can communicate with you. Um, but it's definitely, it's it's to go out of the mind and into... Mm. I would call it your heart space because I, I bring people into their heart all, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's coming back to yourself and to that stillness and that, that, that place of knowing inside you. And everybody has it. That's really important. It's not something that, that uh, only gifted people have or something right. like that. Everybody has it. It's just that we've often learned to not use it in school or as a child or later on and we've we've sort of moved away from ourselves and when you move away from yourself you move away from that source of information that's how I see it yeah yeah we live in a very um uh, like logical thinking left brain that's the right side of the brain, left brain, or the correct side of the brain, left left brain yeah, yeah, society, yeah, yeah. which yeah. doesn't value intuitive decision making, which is also the place where our creativity and things like that live. Absolutely, it's it's um, often I see you know it's almost the same thing sometimes. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's it's not natural, and in fact, if you do make decisions based on intuition, sometimes people are like, "Oh, really." Like, hmm, good luck with that. Um, <laughs> but most of my best decisions have all been intuitive. Um, yes. And I remember I had a intuition was one of the first uh, themes that I started working with when I started my, my business six or seven years ago, six years ago. And uh, I remember someone after our first session and she said, I didn't know it was so simple. It's just following what feels right, isn't it? Yeah. And I said, yes. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like we have a very similar meditation. So one of my most referred to episodes, like the episode I refer most everyone to at least once, and they are passing with me, whether it's the Facebook group or as a client, is um, uh, episode three of Date Yourself Radio. And I'll put that in the show notes for everyone. But it's basically... Um, a process that helps you figure out what your intuition is telling you to do. Cause you know, and we were talking about this offline and it sounds like, um, Irina has a similar, um, meditation where it's basically like, if you have a decision to make, like, you know, should I go out the guy again? The answer, you know, you can yes, go out the guy again or no, not go out the guy again. And just kind of sit with each and see how it feels like in your body. And generally a yes feels more open and expansive and exciting. Whereas a close feels like a tightness in the chest or the belly. I don't know if you've had other experiences, um, Irina, that you can share on. No, very um, similar. I yeah. often have, when I have a yes, my, my, uh, I have suddenly a smile on my face. Mm. <laughs> it's really funny, but yeah. it's definitely that openness is a big key because when it's a no, it will, you know, I will feel the tension and the contraction in my body. Yeah. But your body tells you, your body has so much wisdom and, and your intuition can actually come through your body in that way. And it's it's mm-hmm. really, I would never go against that feeling anymore because yeah. I, I know I bump into a wall when I do. So yeah, um, that's that's a very good source to, 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 um, to use as a, 
as your own GPS system, I call it. So Yeah, definitely. And I just want to share here for the intuition doubters, because I was one of you. Um, <laughs> and inside, so in the module in my dating mindset bootcamp, where I talk about intuition, um, there's actually a lot of science behind intuition. Like it's not all like woo woo airy fairy. Um, and I'm going to butcher this example because I haven't looked at it in a while, but basically um, soldiers that were repeatedly deployed to Afghanistan were able to, with alarmingly high accuracy, look down a, like a village street or a road and tell if there was like some sort of improvised explosive device, um, mm. basically like a homemade bomb. And there was nothing like if you like, and they didn't know like how they knew that they just, you know, they, they knew. And like, and, and this is, I mean, really their intuition doing this work. And so some of the more like sciencey people are like, well, how the heck did this happen? Because if you look at these pictures, there's no like, oh, well, you know, there's always a guy that looks like this in the scene, or there's always like, you know, like an apple cart or something. I don't know. There's just nothing normal. There's nothing regular about all the different pictures. And it's basically like, because your brain collects so much information, but what we actually consciously know about what the brain's collecting, it's a very small percentage um, so all this other information that we're not even aware of, that kind of it really alludes to like being that bust analogy arena that you were talking about, um, because they can your intuition can see or your subconscious, whatever you want to call it, can see so much more because it's literally getting more information that the conscious mind is just not aware of. Exactly. And I love that science is catching up with the woo-woo, airy-fairy kind of people. <laughs> I love it when that I know. There's like, it's like a scientific study says meditation is helpful. And all the yogis are like, uh, duh. <laughs> yeah, but it's nice. You know? But yeah, it is, it is nice for science finally to be catching up. So it's not all woo-woo, airy-fairy, but there's a lot of science to actually back up. And I guess the science would call it subconscious you know, the subconscious. Yeah, I don't care what you call um, it. Yeah, again, you don't have to. You don't it works. Or, yeah, <laughs> it works. Um, so, and I'll try to find the video that talked about this for the show notes as well. So if people want to learn more about it, um, you can do that. And the show notes will be at veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 25, the number 25. Awesome. We're getting a lot of episodes here, which is pretty awesome. Um <laughs> All right. Well, I think this is actually a really good note to end on talking about, you know, kind of went through a nice little linear process ending with intuition. So I really like that. Um, So if people want to connect with you or find you online, what is the best way for them to do that? Well, my website is IreneLangerveld.com. That's very complicated for English-speaking people. So I have another <laughs> domain. <laughs> the other address is ThrivingWithSensitivity.com. And that okay. brings you to the exact same website, but it's easier to remember. Okay. Um, I will we'll also put that in the show notes. So... Yes, well, that'll work. And uh, I have a I have a meditation series for those of you who are interested in, in you know, making more of that connection with yourself it's sort of a snapshot from what i do and there's also even the there's even an inner child meditation that we spoke about earlier oh nice uh, available for free on my website so um, just if you want to check it out and if if that is your thing then um be my guest and and come find me and send me a message and i love to connect Awesome. And then the last question I always ask my guests, and I totally forgot to tell you this beforehand, but totally fine. Um, what? No, it's, it's an easy question. It's easy. Um, what is your favorite way to treat yourself? Oh, gosh. Um, 
that would be like a spa day and just being on my own actually yeah. <laughs> and getting a massage and having having that having a full day just for me just having nothing to worry about and just just let let myself be pampered a little bit awesome that sounds pretty sweet i love that all right Irene. well thank you so much for making time to join us on date yourself radio i just so appreciative all of the amazing little nuggets of wisdom you shared with us today thank you so much it's a joy i love it awesome thank you all right y'all so guess what i'm hosting a virtual retreat july 29th through the 31st to help you get over your ex in a weekend no fluff, no BS, just a clear process to help you create the mindset shifts necessary to get over your ex and to stop attracting emotionally unavailable men. The retreat is based on the seven steps I take my private clients through to get over their ex, and now I want to take you through it too. Get Over Your Ex in a Weekend will be a mixture of live video streaming of workshops, meditations, and exercises, and self-guided practices to do on your own in the comfort of your own home. All the life-changing benefits of a soulful retreat with zero travel required and a fraction of the cost. My goal for you during the weekend is to go from heartbreak and confusion to clarity and purpose in dating. We're going to talk about the truth about why you get rejected, how to get the closure you need to move on, my strategy to make sure you get out of the dating pattern you're in so you don't date the same person again and again, just in a different body, what it means to get your power back from your ex and why it's 100% essential to move on, and how to start trusting yourself and men again when your confidence is shattered. This isn't about giving you a few tips to get over an ex. It's about walking you through a very specific process so you can start a whole new way of loving and living. If you're interested in joining me for Get Over Your Ex in a Weekend on July 29th through the 31st, go to veronicagrant.com forward slash retreat to learn more and sign up there. Again, it's veronicagrant.com forward slash retreat. I hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Date Yourself Radio. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.